also, we were talking about it. It's weird. Two-thirds of wrestling for this week haven't happened yet, so this show's going to be this weird retro yeah, thing. It's so weird. It's like, oh, man. You remember that first episode of AEW that hasn't happened yet? Oh, man, it was Dude. so good when Jack Swagger came out and hit CM Punk with the fucking Swagger Bomb. It's it's going to be so weird because by the time this releases, we it will be over one full week old, our thing of AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was why I was like, do we need to move to Thursdays? We might in future. I don't know. But for this week, we had you already... Can be a, you can be a week late with SmackDown. Who gives a shit? Like... <laughs> So welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the bad boy of podcasting, Scotty Moore. I'm a decent person to his friends and not an asshole, Blake Tanner. I know that both of those things are lies. I'm the Dylan. (laughs) So wrestling hasn't happened this week, boys. Do we want (laughs) to... discuss what might happen like the fact that i saw former wwe champion may debut at uh at aew dynamite and i'm like oh hell yeah it's gotta be someone jack swagger oh well okay (laughs) guess that's the thing then the thing is is that jack swagger isn't a bad wrestler no not at all or a or a bad i think he showed I, i i heard that he showed good character chops during lucha underground yeah yeah, is he still is he still doing MMA? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's got a match coming up. Oddly enough, fun fact: uh, fucking Bobby Lashley has a ridiculous MMA record. Oh my god, it's so insane! If you look at it, you're instantly like, "Wait, what? A Bobby? Oh, okay, fuck." He's got like twenty wins or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. all against nobody, but still. But yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be mad at Swagger being in AEW. I like Swagger. I really liked the fucking Real Americans when it was him and Cesaro. But I don't. It's not a surprise. Like, you don't surprise someone with the Jack Swagger action figure for Christmas. I mean, maybe if you're in Oklahoma. Yeah, maybe. Now that's what it's, it's for old JR. JR's going to be like, fuck yeah, it's Jack Swagger! Hell yeah! Is he actually going by Jack Swagger or is it Jack whatever his real name is? Uh, Hager, Hagar. <laughs> I wanted to be Jake Hagar. Oh, is is this like is this is this like with uh, with John Hennigan where nobody knows how to say his last name? That's why he had to keep going by Nitro, Morrison, mm-hmm. Impact, Mundo. I really hope he comes back as Johnny Mundo. That was by far my favorite name for him. Yeah, it was a good name. I don't know something about. I forgot how much I loved John Morrison until someone put, like, he's probably signed to deal with WWE and then put a video of his fucking intro, the slow-mo <laughs> with that 60s shit in the background, and I went, oh, right, this guy was amazing. I just forgot to pay attention to him once he got on the indies. Too bad he died. Still, he was still good. Did did great in Lucha Underground. Had amazing matches. Formed formed a worldwide underground, which was an amazing oh, stable. That's right. Of people. Yeah, I like, really need to watch Lucha Underground. That's the one thing I've yet to get into. But everything I've read about it, I'm like, oh, this actually sounds pretty amazing. The first season is pretty weird, but they get like a storyline going in the second, and then I heard like the third and the fourth, like it got weird, but like whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh. Dario Cueto dies at one point, and, like, honestly, they should have just ended the series there, because he was the best part of that entire show. No, end it like the fucking... amazing actor. End it like Sopranos, the fucking just screen goes to black, as, uh, no, as someone's dropping an elbow, and it, then it goes to black. Uh, I just loved all of John Morrison's, like, nicknames for himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, It was as long as Luke Gallows' gimmick names. <laughs> It was, what was it, the, the Shaman of Sexy, the Guru of Greatness. Yeah. Uh, there were so many more. The only person that rivals that at this point is David Starr, who I believe has no less than 15. Oh, yeah, easily. And he has, he has the announcer say all of them in Smash Wrestling. I love David Starr so much. He's one of those guys that, I think it was, he cut a promo a few months back, and I think it was my baby face of the week. 
And I was like, oh, this guy's amazing. I need to pay more attention to him. Like, I watched his match with, I think he had a really good one with Effie. He had a good one with Orange Cassidy, where it wasn't just Orange Cassidy's shtick. It was like a legitimate great wrestling match. And everyone in the comments was like, oh, that's right. Orange Cassidy can wrestle. That's a thing. But where where do you lie on the we need the cleaner situation? Because I got goosebumps during that being the elite episode, which was literally just a phone call from Matt that culminated in him saying, we need the cleaner. And then it just ended. And I'm really curious. He's not going to come back as the cleaner, but I want to know what your thoughts are on where it goes. Um, He, he probably comes in coked out, uh, gets destroyed in the thing, which is a great way to debut the te- the, the show. Uh, I give it until, like, he loses to Moxley. Yeah. Then he goes full heel. And then, then like, I expect this to go, like, to, like, uh, cleaner level zero, which was full anime video game villain. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, which I hope he brings back the chainsaw forearm while we're at it. Just... <laughs> Just, just levels of craziness not seen in in several years. Why uh, did the chainsaw forearm start up right after you said that? Did you hear that? I did. Yeah, hear. magic. Um, wrestling is magic. No, I want him to bring back, uh, bring back that, bring back like mocking the shit out of people, yeah, hitting people with trash can lids, uh, trash cans. Uh, doing L.A. Park's dance whenever he was wrestling a luchador. Yeah. <laughs> See, my favorite thing about Super Anime Kenny were any of my friends who were really into anime that were like, uh, dude, why are you liking wrestling so much? And I'm like, watch Kenny. It's just the shit you watch, and that's it. That's all Kenny Omega is, is wrestling anime, and I love him. He's just, he's just a, ha ha, you fools. <laughs> his, his debut promo is still one of my favorite. I try to go back every few months and watch it and just be like, that's right. Because that was, I've, that was the first time, I think it was like the last time, too, that I ever instantly fell in love with a wrestler. Like, I saw that promo, I was like, him. Yeah, him, yeah. I'm supporting him. Does he have a shirt? I need it. <laughs> I, uh, I can't wait until uh, whenever he just goes full out, somebody thinks they've defeated him, and then he just splits in half and rises as his true form. Yeah. That wasn't even my final form! (laughs) As the Golden Kenny arises. Yeah. So, who did it? We're gonna play a little little game right here. It's Fight Boy's Detective. Who Uh sabotaged the fucking New Japan show? Who was it? Who... Who who took those ambulances away? Uh, Hold on. I'll give you a hint. Their name was probably Hunter. There are two separate ones in mine, but it was probably a Hunter. Hunter. Mm-hmm. And that Hunter was me. Was it was Hunter? was my real name all along. Was it Hunter Horace Helmsley? Was it Hunter Johnson? Who did it? I think it was like an honest confusion that led to a thing. Like somebody probably called in and did cancel an ambulance service and somebody else like put it on the wrong account. And then somebody came in and ruined the joke. Thank you, Dylan. Look, I'm trying to I'm trying to do a fucking bit here. <laughs> I'm working over here. Come on. <laughs> you should have cleared that shit with me earlier. Um, I put it in the show notes. I put the phrase New Japan was sabotaged. Yeah, and yeah. I was calling all of y'all. It's sabotage. So you should have just you should have just started playing Beastie Boys. That would have gone over way better than that than that skit. <laughs> Probably true. Would have gotten us a lot more listeners too. Yeah, uh, see. Yeah. Then they would have known we. Then they would have had some proof that we have good taste because this podcast isn't. <laughs> uh, we, we have to keep on brand as being the worst wrestling podcast until they bring back Talk and Shop, which they keep hinting at. Yeah. So we do probably need to talk about the one wrestling show that's actually happened this week, which is Raw, and the fact that their new set looks like it was part of a Tony Hawk Underground level. I mean. I understand. There's a lot that I think we could talk about with Raw, and I didn't hate. I didn't hate all of it. I liked quite a bit. I just don't want to fucking talk about Raw. Like this is. But a, I have to. This is a wrestling podcast, Blake. Yeah, but at Raw, come on, y'all. 
But but Tony Hawk's Underground, bro. That was a sweet game. We could just is a great game. Um, we just, yeah, always, we just talk about we just talk about the the plot for Tony Hawk's Underground. Was, under, was there be, a plot? Yeah, there was. Remember, you were like coming up from the underground. There was an, there was a th- part where you go to fucking New Orleans and you have to fight voodoo monsters. I'm fairly sure that's a legit part of that game. It isn't. I don't know what you've Hold been on. drinking, but I, share. It might be Underground too. Because I know one of the undergrounds has a level in New Orleans where you literally summon the devil with your good, good skateboard tricks. No, that would be the second one. I just did the skate. I don't need no story. I just do the skate. Like you collected the skate letters and then to complete the game. See, honestly, that's AEW's thing is they just do the wrestle. Uh, They just do the wrestle. Yeah. Whereas WWE just does the terrible stories. Well, someone online actually had an opinion about that, and I, I did. Someone want- online had an opinion. Well, yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Stop the press. Well, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. It, was, it was someone. I'm sorry, guys. I just it was someone who I really respect. Oh. There. You hear that? That's the universe telling you no. Welcome to Talking Back, the official conversations with the big guy response show. Um. NXT's recent move to USA spurned the big guy Ryback to talk with Wrestling Inc.'s Raj Giri about how he feels. I caught a good part of the show. All the talent, everyone is young and hungry. I love it. I love how hungry they are. I love being hungry. I'm a really big fan of being hungry. That's why I need people to feed me more. (laughs) My concern is just from, and I was thinking about this, with the direction that pro wrestling is headed, you could take all the talents in the world, the teachings of wrestlings have changed from when I was called up where it became became psychology and storytelling, to now you get a room of 100 people and you just teach them all the same rooms, moves. When And this is where it gets buck wild. When you go to a movie... Or you just watch Game of Thrones week after week. If it was just an hour of every week of senseless killing with crazy acrobatic moves where people are being killed in crazy ways with no story, just straight up killing, would the average viewer be inclined to watch week after week? I'll be honest, fucking probably. American Ninja Warrior is like getting great ratings and that's all that shit is. I think you could make it better. Really? I don't remember a lot of murder in American Ninja Warrior. That's the ninja part. <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like you could have made better arguments than Game of Thrones, but... Other than that, he's really spot on. Um, uh-huh. Well, no, he's he's right. Like, Scotty, we went to a show. Yeah. How many of the same moves did you see over the course of that three hours? Like, how many, how many, uh, how many forgettable, generic move sets did you see from people that weren't like the top tier of the the nxt oh quite a bit and i will also counter that by saying like other than maybe two or three matches i remember segments from that show a lot more than i remember the wrestling i remember Rhea just coming out and being like you haven't beat me fuck off and then walking away i remember bobby fish just being like get your bloody ass out here to uh, William Regal. I remember that shit more than I remember the actual matches. I remember Velveteen Dream's couch being set on fire. I I, I remember uh, Bobby Fish talking about how he uh, oh, how he had uh, touched the hand of his best friend, Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In one hand, the tag rope. In the other, my best friend, Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> So, I guess, should we talk about the worst thing ever, the ending of Raw this week? Because I read it and was instantly like, wait, wait, what? Did they mean to have Mike Kanellis for this, or what's going on? Cuts, 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 No, 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 my favorite part was, my, please, please never do that again, ever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fully waiting for Rusev and fucking Mike Kanellis to form the cuck club. And they just come out to the ring every week and get really angry and just sit by ringside as they watch two other wrestlers fight. And they just kind of get the enjoyment of watching them fight and not having to do it themselves. Ooh, Team Incel! (laughs) 
Rusev on Twitter is just like, I'm going to see Joker movie this weekend. Looks very interesting. I wonder what Rusev said or did to somebody that they were like, no, 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 we're going to get you in on this Mike Kanellis level shit. I think yeah. Rusev has got like months of like passive aggressive tweets built up that they could just pick one. Yeah, exactly. So my favorite, my favorite part about this is I read the ending of Raw in reverse. So, like, I yep. read that some stuff happened with The Fiend, and then they were like, but right before that, Bobby Lashley came up, and Lana, like, made out slash dry-humped him. And I was yeah. like, and, and my favorite part about this is I watched the video, despite how ungodly uncomfortable it made me. Like, every part of it. I I saw the video um, from the weird makeout right to The Fiend stuff. Yeah. And I swear I broke my fucking neck because of the whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> my I favorite feel- part about... There is no good part of that whole, like, Lana thing, but my my favorite part is that Rusev just looks so done with his life. Yeah. Like, he's like, fucking, fucking take her. Sure, this is the third time this has happened to me since I've been at this company. He looks like he's, like, a few steps from putting on the Joaquin Phoenix Joker face paint. Like, he looks disheveled. The mustache isn't even kimped well. <laughs> We're just waiting for him to show up next week with clown makeup on. Like, I saw a movie this weekend. It was very interesting. Gave me many ideas. He can't do that. Sting already did it. But Sting was more like an avenging angel. Rusev <laughs> is going to be like the Joker, who is just a big dick. Yeah. Is that why he grew the porn stash? Because he's a big dick? He's <laughs> <laughs> just a big dick. Yep. So I I can't wait to see, because like they, they tried this before, and then Lana and Rusev got married and fucking killed it, and management was upset, but everybody watching TV thanked them from the bottom of their hearts. Yeah. Um, How are they going to do it this time? Or is it just going to be the picture of, like, a p- paternity test that says Rusev on it? Yeah. They're just going to post a picture. They're just going to post a video of the two of them fucking. And they're just like, <laughs> Cut Oh, that. man, I can't wait for the Rusev-Lana leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That they leak themselves. <laughs> I mean, there's already all those pictures of Lana out there. There's really not that much left to leak. Climbing his hail, uh, unless you're just unless you're really unless you're really thirsty for some Rusev dong picture. I mean, who who isn't ready for that Bulgarian barrel, man? <laughs> no, just the bl- Bulgarian barrel. Who wants to see the Bulgarian barrel? Uh, I hope that's the new. I hope that's the new sign. Just somebody holding up a sign at Raw saying "Release the Bulgarian bulge" or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some well, stupid we, shit. We, we can't say that anymore because Rusev's a U.S. citizen now. Yeah, he is. That's why I bet you that's why Vince did it. Is he was just like, I don't, I've got, I can't give him no Bulgarian foreigner shit anymore. He's an American citizen. I give him <laughs> a took- cuck angle like everyone else. We don't know how to deal with. <sighs> it took you a second to find the Vince voice tonight. I'm sorry. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. So I'm just. This, so now Rusev is on my list of people that I, I can't wait to see what happens whenever their contract runs out. Yeah. It, it's up to him, um, Luke Harper, not D-Bry, it used to be D-Bry, I really thought I, really thought I would get him back in New Japan. Uh, Ziggler's proven that he has no balls or spine. Uh-huh. Um, the Revival, I'm still, because they, they extended one of their contracts. Right. To make sure oh. that they couldn't leave at the same time. Which was a dick move. So I'm really hoping that they go somewhere else. Yeah. Fuck, they could go wrestle for the NWA and just, like, go full old school. Yeah. I mean, NWA would love some of that because they recently released some acquisitions. And it's like, you know what? The people you signed aren't bad. Oh, never not love Mr. Kennedy. But it's also like, yeah... It's kind of like when they, it's like when they said Jack Swagger's coming to AEW, you're just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of stuff, apparently CM Punk was backstage doing some, doing some, yeah. like, production work or whatever. What it is, is apparently he was trying out for the Renee Young FS1, like, talk show thing, and apparently, like, him and Renee sat down, interacted back and forth, and everyone now is like, CM Punk's coming back to WWE, and I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be happy no matter where he goes. Like, I, uh, in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds. One half is, I want CM Punk back. I love how much he's such a great wrestler. The other half of me watches him in interviews now, and it's just like, he seems so much happier. I want him just to just to live this life. I'll, I'll go like go eat a sandwich with him one day if he wants to go get sandwiches. But I don't care if he comes back to wrestling. I uh, I just this sounds really petty, and like if he's past it, that's fine. But after everything he said, I just didn't want him to go back to WWE. I, I had the exact same thought. I had a very similar. It's thought. like going back to your abusive ex. Yeah. But then again, he he's found out how many things have changed that people get like away time now, and maybe he's like, okay, maybe I, maybe I in some way helped. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck him and Hunter are gonna get along. Oh yeah, no no doubt. Any time that I heard that someone they wanted him back, it was always it was always Vince pushing. Yeah, well, he did an interview recently, and he did like he was more playful with the WWE stuff than he used to be. And, like, I saw one interview he was doing where the crowd chanted at him for, like, three minutes, and he's like, well, that's... that's fucking great. Okay, cool. But, um, the interview, he was talking about the FS1 gig, and Punk just responds, wait, you're telling me you would watch a show where I talk about wrestling? That seems interesting. (laughs) You don't say. And then later went on to say, um, talking about how The Rock is going to be at SmackDown this weekend. He goes, where's SmackDown at this week? And they go, the Staples Center. And then he goes, oh, you remember what happened the last time The Rock was at the Staples Center? Hey, Rocky, call me again. We'll work it out this time, bud. Like, I love you, punk. You don't You don't think The Rock would totally fucking do that, too? Because oh. you know he... That motherfucker... He be he's already got his number in his phone. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but Punk talked about that in his uh, Starcast thing, and he was like, "Everyone was saying I didn't answer because I was petty or whatever. I was just out walking Larry, like I was out walking the dog, and I didn't have any cell service in the elevator as we were leaving the apartment. And when I stepped outside, I suddenly get." Five billion notifications on my phone at once. <laughs> oh fuck! But uh, in addition to that, much like we which, wa- which with with Punk, that uh, take it, take it either completely at his word or completely not. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of things that we need to kind of see where we fall on the fence. Uh, they, of course, his lawsuit with Colt, they finally settled out of court, and someone replied to the tweet. Oh boy, here we go. To Punk, and was just basically talking about how greedy Punk is and stuff like that. And Punk just goes, Why'd he ask to settle? I wanted him to go to trial, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, enjoy donating to the eventual Woe Is Me GoFundMe account. And then they were just like, well, he he settled out because he didn't want to keep it going. He didn't want to continue on. He sued me. (laughs) He wanted to end the dumb shit he started. I wanted to speak to him. He declined. I asked to enter mediation. He declined. I offered money. It wasn't enough. I never wanted any of it. He's as greedy as you're ignorant to who I am and fooled by who he is. I loved the guy, would have done anything for him, and the irony is, if he just would have asked for the money, I'd have given it to him, and instead he tried to extort me. I feel there is truth on both sides. That's where I lie. Go. I mean, yeah, the thing about, the thing about Punk is, like, he, he's always in wrestling mode, right? He's always ready to cut, like, a promo to just really jab at the the places that he knows. He knows how to push people's buttons. He knows exactly where to hit. He knows exactly... He, he's always trying to get a reaction. Especially, like, if he'd pull a reaction out of Colt, that's all he would have done, and he would have just drove the knife in. I don't know how much he, of what he said is true, and I'm willing to believe at least 50% of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sti- I'm still of two minds about a lot of it, because this whole thing started because Colt got his own lawyers... And then, Which, like, once again, like, th- because of that, it's just one of those, come on, though, t- seriously, dude, Colt's lawyer, like, was totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it was worth it, but, like, apparently the agreement was like, hey, we'll go with my lawyer, I'll pay for it, because it's my lawyer, and then when he went with the other one, it was like, okay, I'm not gonna pay anymore, I don't know this fucker. And, like, 
Like, on the one hand, like, yes, bit of bait and switch on both sides. And then the bit where, like, Colt just lost a shit ton of money during this thing that he believed was largely Punk's fault because Punk said all the stuff that he was getting in charge or, like, in trouble for, and all he did was sit there and listen. Well, as a podcast uh, producer, I will say... I have the final edit on anything that goes out. All the times Blake just, you know, drops ep- racial epithets, I edit those out so we don't get in trouble. Like, I have the final cut. Why do you do these things? Why are you CM Punking me? <laughs> because he knows that literally, you know how you said you were willing to believe 50% of it? People believe 0% of what Scotty says. Yeah. Even his own wife. <laughs> Hey, honey, where'd you go? I went to the grocery store. I bought this this uh, this bacon and eggs, so you mugged a homeless person for it? What? <laughs> Listen, Scotty, you're just going to have to edit the next five minutes out for no strange reason whatsoever. This little mother... Listen here, baby Jarvis. Patreon.com slash a load of VS. That's the website where you can go to support the Fight Boys, become an honorary Fight Boy yourself, and you get access to our exclusive show, You Paid for This, where Blake and I watch terrible movies and commentate over them. If we get access to it this month, we may be doing a movie that Blake was almost cast in. So, uh, oh shit, yeah, that's gonna be so good. Yeah, so make sure to check that out. You get access to our Discord. We're gonna also have some other cool perks going up, but we really need you guys to give us feedback on what you would want for that. And if you want to, you can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Was the movie The cent- the Human Centipede? Yeah, Blake was... You know Blake's why we call Blake the B? It's not because that's the first letter of his name. That was going to be his position in the human centipede. He was the B. Yep. The the front. The b- Nuts. <laughs> you know how it's arranged? B-A-C. That's how Blake had it. So... Oddly enough, Blake's going back to remedial school next week <laughs> to learn the alphabet. Um... Yep, they found out that I never graduated from elementary school, so I have to go back to keep my job. You ever see that movie, Blakey Madison? It's really good. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's a biography. <laughs> Who are we tweeting this week, Dylan? I just hit at, and one of the first names to come up was Austin Aries, but I feel like that'll just get us in trouble. No, no, that's, let's not do that, and then pretend we didn't. Um... We've, have we tweeted at Cody? I don't know. I don't think we've ever tweeted at Cody. At Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Either that or at the Bucks. Have we tweeted at the Bucks? We haven't tweeted at the Bucks. We should tweet at the Bucks. I'm just going to throw all three of them in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, good luck tomorrow. Uh, hope cra- crazy at Kenny Omega uh, doesn't doesn't go off the rails. Yeah. Uh, hashtag. Ha- hashtag hashtag dynamite dot 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 dynamite. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if there's a fucking black dynamite gif that I could just throw in there. Dynamite. Dynamite. That show, that that movie has some of my favorite lines, such as "But black dynamite, I sell drugs to, to the, the community." community. <laughs> Be that as it may, it's the follow up. The follow up has always been my favorite thing. Yep. <laughs> That and the fact that the guy was named Chocolate Giddy Up. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of great names in that fucking movie. That's such a good movie. So we we do have to... I do want to do Heels and Faces because I'd already prepped them, but we have to hurry because we also have to predict Hell in a Cell because so much fucking wrestling is happening this week. Uh, sure. Uh, just run through the card. Come on, let's do this. Uh, oh, okay. it, by the way... Oh, wait. That's the thing you want to hurry through is Hell in a Cell. Please. Yeah. You're like, I care much more about talking about fucking uh, superhuman than I the, do talking the, about Alan itself. The, the, the Fiend, Becky, uh, Bailey. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, wait, 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 wait let's a just, Let's just lighting around it the way that we normally do. God, I can't give up with this. Hold on. I, I hope there's more than what the Wikipedia page says, because on Wikipedia, I have three matches. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, there are three confirmed matches. So yeah, fuck it, we're good, I guess. Uh, the Fiend wins. Becky wins. Uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan win. Fuck yeah. 
Well, shit, yeah, that's three for fucking three right there. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm betting on, no, I'm betting on the Bludgeon Brothers. Okay. And that's it. There's our predictions for Hell in a Cell 2019. We did it. So now, who are your heels and baby faces of the week? I, I like, I like Luchasaurus. <laughs> Did his, he selected uh, Luchasaurus his, do something this week that made you enjoy him more, or he made some fun tweets. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm imagining Blake behind a shed with overalls. One overall is down as he's stumbling out. Like y'all want to know what I think about wrestle? Luchasaurus wasn't, wasn't wasn't that one of the roles he played in like the stage production? Okay. So Blake's baby face. At this point, it's just method acting. Yeah. Um, my baby face of the week is Superhuman for having the best fucking week of all time. From apparently, I can't remember. I think it was, um, oh God. It's all, what the fuck is all ego Ethan Page? Is that it? He hit all, he, he yeah. hit Ethan Page with a fucking stunner as the entire crowd around him is erupting, screaming, fuck this shit! Fuck this shit! Then he got Janella to jump on an old VCR and fucking action figures in a- Covered in Legos! The set, the worst part about that was, was that Superhuman hit it first? Or no, Janella hit it first. So he had the like the harder go of it. Yeah, Superhuman yeah. hit that, took the brunt of that whole thing. Well, not only that, my favorite is the fact that when I watch Superhuman, and I'm aware of the fact that he's not a trained pro wrestler, but it's never more clear than when you see Joey delivering a beautiful elbow drop and then hit Superhuman just fucking flopping down onto it. It was great. Um, also, I like. And then Janella looked. Look, Janella looked more hurt, or sounded more hurt than Superhuman, which is saying something because Janella got got pile drivered off the top of a building by fucking Zandig, yeah. like into a truck. I I think that when I saw it again, like um, there was a a console or something. And Janella just like went chest first into that bad boy, and I swear I oh, almost yeah. heard one of his ribs crack. Yeah, because like he fell on the already broken table, so there was just no give. And can yeah, we just? Yeah, it, was, it was rough. Can we just address the fact that Superhuman's got to be smarter than literally everyone on the internet gives him credit for? Because, firstly, he's great at branding because he wears the same fucking shirt. Every single one. So now everyone knows that's Superhuman because he's wearing the Down with the Clown ICP shirt that is now sold out on Hot Topic's website. I'm almost positive because of him. He's now working fucking indies all around the world who are just paying him to come in, say, fuck this shit and hit one move. The man is a genius. Yeah, uh, I, I, someone was saying on Reddit the other day, it's like, it's amazing how this guy has so many followers than, like, just as many as some of the most famous wrestlers. Yeah. And he does, like, six bumps a year, maybe. <laughs> no, that was Brock Lesnar. That was Brock Lesnar. I mean, if you count his videos, <laughs> he does more bumps than anybody. Yeah. He is Mick, he is Mick Foley levels of destroying his body. Uh, but he's super. Yeah. D, your baby face? Like I said, it was originally gonna be uh, be Corbin and and Orton for just just fucking their just l- laughing at everything and like during the makeout oh, yeah. just looking like they were like this is still going we're 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 fucking doing this huh but uh, no yeah. my my baby face of the week is despite the fact of how much it 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 fucks our schedule like wrestling's real good right now boys like granted three of those shows are WWE so you know take that with a grain of salt but. Wednesday night dynamite. Like I yeah. saw the commercial for that while I was in a restaurant. Yeah, I haven't seen like good promotion of wrestling because WWE's commercials always look fucking stupid. Yeah, and like TNA's TNA's used to look pretty cool back when they were on Spike. Those are pretty dank. Well, hold on, can uh, we just say like, WWE did have one good ad, and it was this weekend during football, where the Fiend just decided to jump scare all of fucking America. Yeah. Anyway, b- back to my baby face. Uh, you talk on your time. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 actually excited. I'm I'm sad because I don't have I don't have a lot of time in my life for things that I I enjoy watching. But I know that when I eventually get back around to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I doubt. still gotta figure out how the fuck. To, I'm jealous because because the fucking UK gets an easier way to watch fucking Dynamite than I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I still gotta figure out how I've gotta watch Dynamite. I won't be able to see it, but uh, I'll be at, I'll be at work tomorrow watching it for you, boys. Right. You have no idea how much that alone tempted me to ask my roommate. You know, we got charter. Can we just get that cable hook up? I will say, I haven't been this... I think 2015, 2016 was the last time I was super excited about wrestling like I am right now. So, good job, AEW. I'm fucking hyphy. Yeah. They called their not shot. Only are they not only are they doing really good, they're making WWE be really good, which is something yeah. that, like, we speculated hold, for hold, a long time. Hold, wait. Hold up. <laughs> I watched. I watched the last fifteen minutes of Raw. That's if that's what AEW did. I, we just need to cancel wrestling. I just, just cancel I it all. I love Dylan so much because it went from yeah, dude, it's so great. AEW's here, Raw, and then Blake just busts in with and WWE's better. Hold up, no, <laughs> slow your Hold roll. Up. Let's let's if you, not okay. No fucking stop. If you don't think WWE right now is better than it has been in the past six months, twelve months, a year, then you are fucking crazy. But I understand where you're coming from. I, I was gonna say congratulations. They're no longer septic waste. They're just garbage juice. <laughs> yeah. Well, D- Dylan, you did bring up what your heel of the week is. If you'd like to transition over, I just need. All the relationship angles in WWE to stop immediately. Yep. Just all of them. They they haven't had a good one. They fucked like they they were like messing around because Renee went to commentary and it was Renee and and freaking Moxley. And then there was the Becky Seth thing that they just completely fucked up. And then there was the the there was the Maria Mike Kanellis thing that's horrible. And now they're doing it to Rusev and Lana. Like what again? What does, is it, is it the fact that, that like people in the WWE don't have healthy, like, like relationships and therefore they're just trying to ruin as many as they can? I, I think it may have stemmed from Vince doesn't have healthy relationships. Um, but like, who is that quote attributed to? I think it's Randy Savage, which there's a lot more to unpack. Oh, going- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to, I did an angle with my wife once. I ain't got a wife now. <laughs> yep. Basically. I, and someone else was saying, like, just recently on the whole angle, I don't know how many actual relationships have survived WWE. Yeah. I really hope for Lana and Rusev. I do. I really do. I think like, I think the only reason that one works is they're both very comfortable. And, like, Lana, and- like, has a background in, like, you know provocative shit or whatever right but, and the uh, fact that like they're willing to like whenever they whenever they find their comfort level is being betrayed too much they just come out and say bt dubs getting married <laughs> yeah i feel like relationship angles work for like one-off matches so like miz and maurice versus cena and nikki at wrestlemania that was good for the one-off match that it was you got now to see- hold on how did that match end, Scotty? How did that end? It ended in a proposal for a marriage that never happened, Blake. I'm not saying the result of it was good. I'm saying this, we're focusing purely on storyline. The storyline oh, was great. Also, hold on. Another terrible thing. Brie Bella trying to do Daniel Bryan's moves and fucking them up. Now that I will say, yes, I, I do ca- agree I, I count that. that as another failed relationship angle. <laughs> <laughs> So, Blakey T, who's your heel of the week? Who do you hate? Um, it's it's the same as Dylan, to be honest. It's all this cucking. It's all the cucking and jiving that's going around. Since 2016, the word cuck came back into existence and very swiftly needed to leave it. Um, then why are you perpetuating it, Blake? Cucks, yeah. cucks, cucks, cucks. Because you know what? Sometimes... 
I'm willing to admit that I do a bad thing, but I do a lot of bad things, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> That's not how that works at all. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll just, uh, I'll, uh, I'll say I'm sorry at confession or whatever. Um, I'll edit it but out. But you won't mean it. <laughs> like, uh, specifically with relationship angles, it's really fucking weird to see all of this cuckold bullshit. It's uncomfortable. Because it's the like Mike and Ma- yeah. the, the Mike and Maria one is fine because it's just kind of like a funny joke, which I know that's probably not a joke in real life, but it's played for laughs, so it's good. The Rusev thing, though, is being played completely straight. Poor Rusev looked like he was gonna break down in tears and then get him drink himself into an early grave that night. That's not good. Rusev looked like he was about to get the double barrel, like, and go full Alabama breakup (laughs) style. He does live in Tennessee now. It's close. They're they're just gonna find a murdered Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Do you know, do you think, do you think Lana has a thing for Battletoads? That's what it is. (laughs) That's what it is, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, my, uh, let's get into my heel of the week, and mine is less funny, But I am getting whiplash with how I feel about Seth Rollins throughout this year because it went from... There was a point where you liked Seth Rollins? Pre-WrestleMania, we were all pretty high on the Rollins train. Then WrestleMania happened. And then that one faithful week where he was all of our heels of the week happened. We all turned on him, wished he would leave Twitter forever. Then this week he does. And I was sad because my heel of the week are Sasha Banks stands. Because it, they, it's not so much that he left Twitter as stands. Stands, yes. Dylan, do I have to teach you all of this millennial lingo? Yeah, you do because I don't. I don't do social media. I'm, I'm uh, like a stan is a portmanteau of the words stalker and fan. It's uh, not. Okay. Blake, it's not though. It's inspired by the Eminem song "Stan." It's just a radically fanatic person. But that's what that's what the fucking two words that created it stand for. No, Blake, it was inspired by the Eminem song "Stan." Literally, it's a fan who's super obsessed with somebody. Who is so a stalker and a fan, dumb shit? I'm sorry. It's a boy got- named Stan in the Eminem song, Stan. It's yeah, not a stalker like, it's been It's been around before and around that time. We're cutting this, right? Please. I am definitely like, cutting it, this. It, it's, somewhere, it's, it's somewhere in the middle, but... Why is this the thing we finally fight about? I kind of want to keep it in, because if we keep it in, that means I can call this episode Stan Boys and won't be forced to call it Cuck Boys, which is the only other viable option at this point. No. Anyways. No. If you call it that, I am quitting this podcast. (laughs) I will tender my resignation effective fucking immediately. Resign. I will disavow <laughs> this show. I'll disavow you. I'll keep Blake around. He's cool. <laughs> but you, you're out. Nah, after all that, I don't know. You could just drop me, too. So, <laughs> so basically what had happened was Sasha Banks posted a tweet making fun of Seth Rollins. Then Seth Rollins absolutely demolished her in response. And then he proceeded to get 24 hours of nothing but fucking death threats from Sasha Banks fans on Twitter to a point that it pushed him it's off. It's really weird. It, it's really weird how that happened, too, because it's one of his first, like, really good, legitimate comeback tweets. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was a good one. That'll teach him to tweet quality quality material. I wouldn't doubt if Becky wrote it for him. But I want to congratulate Will Ospreay on winning his Twitter war with Seth Rollins by being the last man standing. (laughs) This summer, two men save the world. From who you ask? Everything invading robo-penises. This show is not about those two men. (laughs) This show's just a load of BS. The show are Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore 
Make up dumbass movies like that. We're your personal think tank. We're your two white guys, which fills the quota for a <laughs> podcast, I think. And we're just gonna be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right. Except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut. Yes. Good, good, uncut. So, boys, we've talked about WWE, we've predicted AEW, and we've argued the merits of the word Stan for entirely too long, which means that I'm done talking, so we need to turn things over to two men who are much better at talking, Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon, for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War, and... Tibbs, I gotta say, uh, the arena looks great. The rebuilding efforts after after that horrifying attack at the hands of the Leviathan last week, it looks like you're repairing it pretty good around here. Ah, uh, so far so good. Sills adding some runes and stuff. Oh, by the way, I made you this. Put it on and don't take it off. I just... Hold on, let me put it over your neck. It seems to be glowing with some sort of magical blue aura, Tibbs. Yep, don't worry, I'll keep you safe. Probably. Well, Tibbs, I guess we we do need to address the elephant in the room. Last week at the end of JWF Monday Night War, the, uh, the unthinkable happened. A beast, the Leviathan, rose from the dead in our very ring, crushing this entire arena around us. He took our JWF champion, Momoa Curry, and threw him across this arena like it was nothing. It was horrifying, Tibbs. Well, Sills, I was never expecting that the power of the JWF Championship would be turned against us in such a way. It was very utterly terrifying. I'm very sad for all of the families that I had to inform. That's right, Tibbs, but I mean, the Leviathan, we've... I mean, everyone at home has seen it. He's been rampaging across the nation over this previous week. But, of course, we can't be focused on him right now. What we got to be focused on is this Sunday because it is JWF Heck in a Sec, one of the most devastating pay-per-views of all time featuring the vicious Hell in a Cell match. Tibbs, tell me about it. Listen, Sills, when you go into that cell, when those walls close around you, you're in... For the worst thing that you ever experienced. You think actually going to hell is bad? Don't worry, I brought it to you. I've set it up for you right here so you can taste hell. And you can watch two people go through it together. And so it'll make you want to never experience it again. So buy your tickets! That's right, Tibbs. I mean, I mean... But let's be honest, the Leviathan, I'm getting news right now, the Leviathan has made word that he will return to this arena this Sunday for heck in a second. He vows to end the world and rebuild it in his image. And, and Tibbs, let me tell you something, that is a terrifying thing to hear. We can only pray that Maboa Curry will be there to possibly fight off against his old foe. Sills, after the beating he took, I don't... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how well Momoa Curry is going to hold up, but I I do know he's going to be here, and he's going to fight for every single one of us. That's and right. I really hope that he comes out on top, because if he doesn't, this new world of Leviathan is going to build us. Let's just, gonna say, let's just say it's not going to be for you or me. That's right, Tibbs, but I mean, let's not think about that. Let's think about some of the other matches on the card, both of which... Feature the men in the ring right now, the men known as the Dynasty. Blake Tanner, Scott Moore, and his son, Scotty Moore, will be in action this Sunday when Blake and Scotty defend their JWF Tag Team Championships against your son Dil- or your son Chuck and his tag team partner, the Dylan, and the team known as the Canadian Crew. And Tibbs, I know that's a match you can't wait to see. So I'm, I'm amazed to see just how far my son Chuck has come in this long period of time. And Wait, did you say Dylan was my son too? Because I was going to have to come up with a lot of thank you cards and birthday gifts. Ah, uh, no, no, Tibbs. I think that was a Freudian slip, they call it. But 
Of course, in addition to that, Blake Tanner is not going to be done as he also faces off against the Hammerman in a vicious heck in a sec match. And the Dynasty are in the ring right now, and I think they've got a message for all their opponents this Sunday. So, apparently, the world is coming to an end this Sunday, right? The apocalypse is going to rise in the JWF, and it's going to end each and every one of us in vicious hellfire. Spooky, isn't it? Well, you see, unfortunately for Captain Tibbs' marketing team, I'm not buying it. I went through hell last year. I went through hell the year before that. And to be honest with you, I don't really care about the apocalypse. I don't care about gods. And I certainly don't care about Momoa Curry's brother's little special effects routine. I saw Far From Home. I get it. It's drones. You see, what I care about is keeping the dynasty dripping with gold. Because this Sunday... It might be hell for the JWF, but it's going to be heaven for the Dynasty. Boom! 100% on Scotty. Because, listen, not only will we be successfully defending our JWF Tag Team Championships against not one, but two different teams. No, no, besides that, I will be stepping inside hell for a third straight year to face off against the Hammer Man. And it's gonna be right. It's gonna be spooky. And it's gonna be deadly. Now, I respect the Hammer Man, really. You look at his track record. You look at our track record, though. <laughs> the BS in heck in a sec. No, 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 no. It is pure idiocy to even attempt to face us inside this horrifying steel mass. Scotty and I have faced demons. We've faced gods. we face any and everything imaginable. And we've come out on the other side unscathed because just in case you have not heard, the devil takes a pleasing shape. And there ain't no more two pleasing shapes in the JWF than that of us, the BS. I cannot get an amen. Nah. Uh, 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 all right, Blake, just calm down. I, yeah, we get it. The whole hell thing hell is real. Hellfire. Okay, I, everyone gets it, but you see, you're forgetting one last important thing. Because yes, we do have the tag team championships. We've got the captains' championship, but we also have. One last thing that is going to make heck in a sec truly heavenly for the dynasty, and that is the cash in the bag briefcase. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday, Momoa Curry is going to go to war in the most brutal match of his entire career. The JWF champion is going to face off against his brother, and those two will leave each other brutalized, bloodied, and I'll be honest with you, it doesn't matter who wins or who loses, because I'll be ready and waiting to cash in my briefcase and steal away that JWF championship just so I can ensure each and every one of you frightened audience members that in the JWF, there are no gods. There are no monsters. There is only the dynasty. Well, Tibbs, strong words there from Scotty Moore and Blake Tanner. They seem extremely confident, but I gotta say, that confidence is not unearned. I mean, for the past two years, both of those men have gone undefeated at this event. Sells, so, I, I understand the contributions, the BS, the dynasty, I suppose, have made over the years, but really and truly to not trivialize what we are going to go through huh? this weekend. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the dynasty is in for a rude awakening. That's right, Tibbs. And not only from that main event match between Momoa Curry and his brother, the Leviathan, but also 
when Blake steps into the Hell in a Cell structure to face off against the Hammerman, a man that I know you are a big fan of, the winner of this year's King of the Steel City Tournament. Tell me about the Hammerman tips. Sills, I didn't want to step over you, but I'm going to tell you about the Hammerman. All right. The Hammerman is the best. The Hammerman is the hammer of the ages. The Hammerman has come to save us from all the ills that humanity has wrought over the centuries. The Hammerman is pure hammer, 100%. That's right, Tibbs, and he is actually backstage with one of our top interviewers to hear how he reacts to Blake Tanner's words in the ring just now. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage with the man who will be facing Blake Tanner for his JWF Captain's Championship in a Hell in a Cell match this Sunday, the Hammerman. Now, Hammer, last week, Blake Tanner made it clear that he has never once lost a Hell in a Cell match and he vowed to destroy you in that hellacious structure and I gotta know, how do you react to those words? Well, McDonald, as much as I hate to say it, I'm... I'm I'm scared. I mean, Blake Tanner was right. That Hell in a Cell structure is a horrific piece of mangled metal destined to destroy each and every man who enters... We've seen careers ended by that cage, men's bodies broken. Once you enter that cell, you don't leave the same way you came in. So, yes, I am absolutely terrified to enter that cell on Sunday. But I'm going to do it. I might be terrified to stare across the ring at one of the greatest fighters in JWF history... But I'm gonna do it. I might be terrified to see what I become once hell itself has a grasp on me, but I'm still gonna do it. And you wanna know why? Because Blake Tanner and the Dynasty, they try to use their numbers. They try to use fear to defeat their opponents. But I breathe through that fear and turn it into excitement. Excitement for the opportunity to get back the one thing I want most in this company. And I will walk through hell and I want her to get it. And that's the JWF Captain's Championship. But strong words there from the Hammerman. And Tibbs, let me tell you something right now. As Blake Tanner wants to talk about his history, we know he's won those two Hell in a Cell matches, but it seems like the Hammerman has a hunger a hundred that this Sunday he may quench by claiming that JWF captain's championship and handing Blake Tanner his first loss inside that steel cage. So, uh, I'm always confident in the Hammerman and his abilities. But Blake Tanner in that state, in that steel cage, it's going to be a hellacious battle between the two of them. And I, I am sure that good will triumph. That's right, Tibbs, and speaking of hoping that good will triumph, we can only hope the same thing happens this Sunday when the Leviathan, that beast that destroyed this entire arena, returns to the JWF to step inside the hell in a cell ring with his brother, Momoa Curry, who's making his way out to the ring right now, and Tibbs, I gotta say, Momoa almost looks confused. He looks shocked. I mean, we've noticed it throughout this arena. It's not exactly as crowded as it usually is. People don't seem to be feeding back in as much as they used to. Do you think that's probably fear from what happened last week? Well, Sills, after last week, people, of course, were attacked, assaulted. They ran in fear. I understand. I understand that there may be many people who are watching in their doomsday bunkers to see what the outcome of this match is, and I don't blame you. It's probably going to be a lot safer than where we are. We're going to be at ground zero. That is why I gave you that necklace to hopefully save your skin. But you know what? Good will hopefully win. Momoa will hopefully win. And we won't need that anyway, will we? Well, Tibbs, we can only pray as Momoa comes out of the ring, and I think he has a message for the JWF universe. Let's have a listen. Not a lot of people in the audience tonight, and that, that's okay, really. I, I understand that last week, the hammer of reality smashed down pretty hard for most of you. I'm sure you all thought that this was 
this was just a fun little storyline that we had going on with La Flambeau, right? That the god of the JWF was just a fun little nickname I had. But you see, the truth is, that's how we want it. We never wanted you to know the truth. We never wanted you to understand that this broken belt in my hands was one of the most powerful artifacts in the world. We never wanted you to know about the Leviathan. But, unfortunately, last week that cat was let out of the bag and there's no turning back. My brother drained every last inch of power from this championship and used it to resurrect himself before nearly destroying this entire arena. And I understand that scares some of you. I understand that crushing reality terrifies you to your core, and that's alright. Whether you're in this audience or watching at home, I want you to know it's alright for you to be terrified. Today. It's alright for you to be horrified. Today. But on Sunday morning, I want each and every one of you to push that fear down Put on your war paint and head to the JWF arena because I'm going to battle with the Leviathan inside hell itself and I need your help. Sunday could be very well the end of this world as we know it, which means there is no running. There is no hiding. This Sunday you have two choices. You stand with me and fight or you die a coward. So I want each and every one of you to prove that you're not a coward and lend me your strength this Sunday because I fought this beast before and I couldn't beat him alone then and I can't beat him alone now. I need your help. And I know that you're scared today. But on Sunday, you will be warriors. You will be prepared to stop the unstoppable, to beat the unbeatable, to overpower the most powerful beast in existence. On Sunday, we cancel the apocalypse. Yes! Yes! Cancel the apocalypse! I think Momoa Curry's right. He's got us fired up. I'm fired up and ready. And he, he posed that question, and I say it. I stand with Momoa. I know you stand with Momoa. The entire crowd standing, standing on their seats, giving their energy to Momoa Curry. And this Sunday, Tibbs, I can only pray it's going to be enough for him to b- defeat the Leviathan. Susan. I was there the last time this monster was defeated. I helped. No big deal. You know, not a big problem. You know, seal him away. Seal this power into the belt we have there. Didn't know we were keeping it a secret. That was kind of a surprise to me. Maybe I just forgot over all these years. But you know what? After hearing that, I'm not as scared anymore. And I will promise that if Momoa falls... We will all fight to the bitter end. That's right, Tibbs. Let me tell you something. I am absolutely excited to see what happens this Sunday. It is the end of the world at JWF Heck in a Sec, and you need to join us. Listen to Momoa Curry. Hashtag stand with Momoa this Sunday as we see the Dynasty face off against the Canadian crew and Chuck and Dylan for the Tag Team Championships as we see Blake Tanner versus the Hammerman in the Hell in a Cell and finally in the main event we see the match of the apocalypse as Momoa Curry takes on his brother the Beast known as the Leviathan And in order to see what happens after that, if the world survives, you'll have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, Blakey T, it's been one hell of an episode. What did you learn this week? I learned that no matter what subset of internet culture you're from, 
You'll always find fun ways to argue about words. And I learned that the word Stan is a portmanteau of stalker and fan, or it might be inspired by a peanut butter whale or whatever you said it was. So Dylan could be... Uh, <laughs> Are you about to get on my Stan the Peanut Butter Man? Don't you talk about Stan the Peanut Butter Man! <laughs> so Dylan can be found on Twitter at Dick and Stormy. Blake, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. We haven't posted anything in a long time. It's fine. Okay. <sighs> and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. You can also find me panicking over how to edit this episode from how many internet issues we've had. And also yeah. make sure to check me out online at a load of pure BS.com. That's where you find all the BS network programs from a load of BS with me and Blake, the brand new show, Me Again, that's gonna be up there soon. Make sure to all check it out at a load of pure BS.com and remember to support the show by donating on Patreon or picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpureps.com Special thanks to our friend and yours, Mega Ran, for our theme song, Fighters. You hear it in the intro and outro of each and every one of our podcasts. Go check Mega Ran out. I've never been more mad that I can't go on a boat than when I learned that Mega Ran is going to be on the Joko cruise this year with the McElroys and John Hodge Johnman and all the greats. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, damn it, Mega Ran, you're doing all the great shit. But he's our oh, friend. Oh, man, I love Jaj- J- Han Jajman. Han Jajman. Han Jajman. <laughs> and as always, you can find us at alodofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.alodofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show AEW. And have a great show tomorrow, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!